0: Welcome Destiny podcast. Keys to the prophetic. Um, I've changed it and I call it helpful tips. Again, because I really don't like the whole keys thing of like 12 keys to unlocking the prophetic. And if I can only give you 11, then haha, well, too bad. Um, but they are really helpful tips. None of them are essential and at the same time, you're probably not going to walk in a healthy relationship with God without these ones. So, there is a tension again. But intimacy is just a big deal. You cannot introduce a God that you don't know. If you don't know who your dad is, how how are you going to tell the world about him? Because again, it's not about, oh, I see great things in your future and the lottery number is 567. It's about when they hear you and meet you, do they feel like they've just been hugged by the Father? And if you don't know the Father, fat chance. Have they just met Jesus when they looked in your eyes? Or have they been met with anything but Jesus? And it, it, it's not a thing that you can learn. It's just either you live in relationship with Him or you don't. And again, it doesn't come out of discipline of having an hour with God every day. You can do this however you want to. You can just you have the deepest intimacy while you're doing dishes. Absolutely, no problem. But, but the intimacy that you walk in, that's that's what you can give away. Full stop, not just the prophetic, anything that you do. I mean, Sharon, for example, she is one of my heroes because she wouldn't she wouldn't say that she has many topics that she can talk about. She's like, ah, oh, you know. I've asked her, Sharon, can I put you down for, you know, one session a week? It's nothing. You know, one session a week, come on, that's easy. She's like, i mm-hmm. not sure I have that much. But what I have, every time you meet her, you know that she knows him. She knows him. And you're like, Sharon, you know him to a whole nother level. I, I You know, I think, I've, you know, I know the father now because of all what I just said. She knows him. You know, and I probably know a bit more stuff, but she knows him. And so just want to encourage you guys, walk in that intimacy. You know, he is a good shepherd. He says, John 14, my sheep hear my voice. My sheep know me. They know me. And it's that, you know, and they don't listen to anybody else. And it's this thing of being invited into intimacy constantly with, with him. So just throughout the day, you know, lunchtime, it's great hanging out here. But if you need five minutes just by yourself, do that. If you just, throughout the day, if you just feel like, oh, I just need to just, to just let him whisk me away. Just I just need to go for a walk. Whatever that looks like, just develop that. It doesn't need to be cheesy. That's all. Like, it can be a bromance with Jesus. You know, just, right, But intimacy nonetheless. Um. Worship that was, yeah, again, I said that about elisha when uh when the kings came to him, and uh said i don't have anything but bring me an, a musician put put some jesus culture on um, and then and then see what the Holy Spirit stirs up inside of me and uh and I have this worship is one of the times. And again, our life is worship, so we can just split hairs over all of this. But in these times when I just, I'm absolutely aware of how enveloped I am by by his presence. When he says something there, I very seldom ignore it. I think spiritually I'm the most sober when I'm worshiping. Yeah, I'm not... I just I can see things clearly now. The rain is gone. Yeah, it is like that. And not just that I can see and hear things, but there's somehow the willingness and the ability and the faith to act upon what I hear is in that in that environment of worship. Because I'm worshiping him. I'm looking to the perfecter of my faith. I'm looking to the provider. So when he says do this, don't do that, go for it, don't do that. I'm like, yes, of course, because I can see you, Jesus. When I'm busy with my own life, I look at my bank account, I'm like, oh, I can do this. I look at my family, oh, I can do that. Um, you know, all of that, and it's a lot. When, I, when I'm just that single mind, it's like, this is him. My, my answer is just going to be, yes, of course, whatever you say, Jesus, yes. Because, I mean, if, if you think it's a great idea, I'm in. And it's uh, it comes out of this place of worship. And and it's it's that prophetic thing. It's just hearing him and just trusting that what he says actually carries weight enough to see the word fulfilled. Um, it Again, I really don't like the, the terminology. We don't have a better one, like getting into his presence because he's always here. You cannot get more into his presence than you already are, but you can be a lot more aware of his presence. Yeah. And and so when we use things like ushering him in, in his presence, it's not that he hides around the door until we're just like, ladies and gents, give it up for Jesus. And he's like, Ta-da! I walked in. But in an experienced reality, it often feels like he just walked in. Yeah? Like, oh, Jesus is here. Can you and everybody's like, Yeah! Five minutes ago, didn't feel like it. That and that's that is the only difference. We're just a lot more aware. I don't know how he does it. Whether he crams more of himself in or he just makes us more aware of it. or It's up to him. That's... But it's, uh, it's in those places of worship where it's just a lot easier for us to engage with that supernatural God. Amen? <clears throat> Intercession. Again, Pray, pray, pray. Speak in tongues. Shabbat away. Just whatever you do, but just let that. Because the prophetic is this incredible gift of him sharing his heart with you and the things that are heavy on his heart. Not in, oh, how are we ever going to fix this problem? But, oh, this is really important to me. You know, when he shares his desires. Um, because believe it or not, he's a person with feelings, with desires. I love this, how he is really happy scaling himself down. He did both. He scales himself down and he raises us up. But somehow, he meets us on eye level. He's like, so what do you think, friend of God? You know, Abraham. There's Sodom and Gomorrah. What do you think? And Abraham's like, oh, God, don't do that. You know, what if there's like 50 righteous? In there there's like 50 it is. All right, God, let me, ah, t- uh, what, what if there's 40 in there? 40 it is. I don't want to, uh, please go back. I, I love this, where he's like, how could I do something without consulting my friend first? Isn't that weird? Again, when, um, ah, uh, the Council of Jerusalem, you know, the, um, the, the remaining apostles, the ones that didn't get killed, um, when, they, when Paul and Barnabas came back to... Because Paul was preaching a gospel that wasn't checked by the main dudes just yet. Yeah? He just had a revelation. He went away to Tarsus. Jesus himself is teaching him. He's like, yes! And off he goes preaching, planting churches. And then other people say, hold on, Paul, you haven't been ordained by us. And he's like, all right, let me go back to the main guys, Peter, James, and all these people. Let me submit my gospel to them and then um, see what they think. And they, they gave him the right hand of um, brotherhood. So it's like, this is, this is great. But then when they get sent out again with the letter, it says it seemed, this is what the apostles said. When they wrote the blueprint for what churches are supposed to be like, what as they're supposed to see as important and not important. These are the bits that you really should Incorporate, and these are the bits that if you want to, sure, but you don't have to. Yeah? This is important. This is like for the next 2,000 years until today. And it's not like, oh, Holy Spirit, what do you want? Lord, only your will be done. It's Because this is what they said. It seemed good to us and to the Holy Spirit. to Put nothing else on you except those things. So here is a group of people that is now responsible... We're talking about the body of Jesus Himself and how the body functions, yeah, and how it, when they get together, who should have a say in this? And only a say—it's Jesus. Don't don't let me mess this up, Jesus, yeah. And yet, somehow, it seems like the apostles and Holy Spirit had a business meeting. Holy Spirit's like, so Peter, what do you think? It's like, oh, no blood. It's like, no blood. It is. Um, and Holy Spirit's like, yeah, can we can we just incorporate the widows and the orphans and poor? that is a great idea holy spirit yeah i know I'm, it seemed good to us and the holy spirit it's the intercession that you know when you when you carry something that when he shares his heart with you it just is that thing of uh, in, again he goes goes back to intimacy but it's just it's that this do you know me this is what's really important to me can i share this with you it's like, oh and then You pray through things very differently. You don't pray through it because you're angry with the situation. just needs fixing. But you pray from his perspective. We're like, ah, I long for this thing to change. I long for my kids to get to know me. and You know, all of that. So just keep on interceding. Pursuing the gift. Again, 1 Corinthians 14 tells us, just, you know, pursue love. Earnestly desire those spiritual gifts. It's actually like lusting after those gifts. Like daydream about them. Be like, ah. wouldn't it be great to give the most accurate prophetic word? Not because of the business card I'm going to get printed after that. So the YouTube clips of Team with the Amazing Prophet. But because of what it does in you and your relationship with your father. It's like Wouldn't it be amazing? Wouldn't it be just, ah, oh, I'm dreaming about the day when it's really when they see me they see the father. So just everything that I do just represents you. Ah, you know, just that sort of daydreaming i'm gonna talk about daydreaming a lot more when it comes to healing and, and pursuing all these bits but with a prophetic same thing i was just like ah oh, just just daydreaming about it. it wouldn't be easy just to unlock people's hearts just with that one word that they'd be like oh, you must be god you know according to 1 corinthians 14 they're gonna fall on their knees confess that god is among you uh, that has never happened to me when i gave somebody a word in Tesco just yet but I'm waiting for the day that that will happen. Yeah? Can I, excuse me, can I ask you a question? I just have this thing. Um, you know, I'm a disciple of Jesus. I just want to share this one thing. <gasps> How do you know? Who is this God? How can I give my life to him? Just That's the reaction that I'm daydreaming about. As naive as it may sound, but apparently it's in the book. Let's go for it. Okay? Pursue the gift. <clears throat> Faith. Ha! Um... I mean that's a whole um, that's a whole minefield right there faith. I think Rebecca's going to talk a lot about it, Phil's probably going to talk about it as well. <clears throat> but there is an aspect to the prophetic uh, just like what you've done now where you literally blind and you step out. And be like, I mean I've no idea. You know, not I'm doing this. Yeah. <clears throat> now, the only reason you can do that again comes back to Keep a track of your prophecies. Not check up whether people have done it, but allow them to feed back to you how accurate you were or not. And uh, I love this when Sean Boltz was here and he gave a word about a building. And, uh, and it's really interesting because he gave this word um, to the other church and he said, I'm 43 out of 45 when it comes to buildings. He He just... I've given, so what he said is like, I've given 45 words about buildings. 43 of those words have come to pass. Yeah, so there's faith. And so like, so basically what he says is like, you guys can take this. This is going to happen. Like, when I prophesy buildings, my track record is almost 100%. The only way he knows that is because he, I, he just, he allows people to feed back to him. But then that enables him to really step into faith a lot more than ever because if I don't know, like, I have no idea what I prophesied in the past and what it has come to pass and whatnot. I don't know. I just keep still just like I've hit something. It's like a pinata sometimes that we feel like we're prophesying, hopefully hitting something and candy falls out and people are happy. But, but actually allowing people to feed back and then letting that faith to grow. And then you get to step into greater things. Now, Again, this is, at the moment, me personally, I'm practicing a bit more dates. I'm practicing a lot more places. Um, with dates, I've been always wrong so far. Yeah? Um, no, actually not. Been right once. Um, with places, I've been right a lot more than just once. I'm practicing. And so when it comes, when I have a place, I'm like, oh, I think, you know, I know there's a lot more, forget faith. Let's use the word confidence in this context. Yeah? There's a lot more confidence in the gift there because of the track record. So just, does that make sense, hopefully? Ha! Ah. Honor the voice of God. It's... You honor the voice of God No, you grow in the prophetic not by just hearing him when it's when it's down to public ministry. Again it comes back to intimacy. But you you honor him when you're in your bedroom and he just says something. You honor him when you're in Tesco and he says something. You honor him when, you, when you're on your way to church, on your way to school, whatever it is. It's just like that. You know, he says one thing, and he's just like, and he knows that. I know, you know, with Samuel, the very first time Samuel heard God, God needed to say it three times, four times, actually. Yeah, because until now, it says the word of the Lord was rare in those times. Like nobody really knew what it, what the voice of God sounded like, and it's that then just coming to a place where only need to say things once and i'm listening up i can be as busy as it is but when i have that just uh, that oh i just had the word what i just had a thought let me just write this down if it's not for you excuse me or if it's for you can i just just had a weird thought what about this you know just genuinely honoring this in your own life in and uh, and that will just help with when you then step into the public side of hearing god's words the prophetic and you're you know you're just on a roll and you're hearing something and then another thought comes in you just like, oh Whenever, whoop, this, this is God. Whoop, you know, this is how he speaks to me. Because you have a track record. And you just go with it. Honor the voice of God. For me, practically, in my own life, honoring the voice of God <clears throat> is being obedient. That's, and that's mostly, it's not just being obedient. Yeah, yeah, of course, all of us want to be obedient. I mean, nobody says, I'm not obedient. Um, it's the quick obedience. Because I know That again in that place of worship when I'm so sober and he says financially, give money away, I'm like, all right, write the check. Yeah. If I wait two hours, I I accidentally left my checkbook at home. I don't ever bring it to church anymore. It's way too dangerous. Yeah. By the time I'm home, I've got great reasons why not to give money. I don't have the money. Uh, I really don't think that was actually God's. Um, I already committed to another charity I'm supporting. Blah, blah, blah. All great reasons, apparently. But actually, I'm not obedient. Yeah? And it's that, like, I cannot say, yes, God, I'm honoring your voice, and then find reasons not doing it. It's just that um, quick o- quick obedience. Yeah? in the way. So what he told me was this guy had been offered counselling and he wasn't going to take it. And I was just like, "Oh, it's so not the kind of thing you can just like announce to a person." So I was like, "No, I'm not doing it." So I walked over to the person at the table, and I, was, I made a comment about the weather not being very nice. He like, "Oh yeah, like the weather like suits my mood. Like they're trying to make me go to counseling. But can you imagine if I'd have like opened with that rather than letting him tell me, like it would change the entire conversation. Like said like i just really feel like i've had a word from god for you and like i think that you really need to go to the counseling that you've been offered he, instead of him just being like oh well yeah whatever which you sort of was a little bit after i said it mm. like he just, he just the whole thing. So like, yeah. yeah and that's it i mean this is this is really not so much in the big things as much as in the small things if you can be faithful in the little things oh the big things really will take care of themselves. We always think like, yeah, yeah, just forget about the small things. It's the big things that count. Ah, uh, You won't graduate to the big things if you can't handle the small things. It really is like that. So just be faithful to the voice of God, whatever it is, however big or small it is. For me, honestly, the biggest thing is when I'm offended with somebody, mostly my wife. And I hear God's voice. I'm like, oh, come on. It's, why don't you take my side for once? <laughs> um... And it just, in that moment, you know, this is, okay, this is, and then just humbling myself, apologizing, or whatever it is. And it's, yeah, just be quick to listen and be quick to obey. And you'll find that, again, that really develops intimacy. <clears throat> yeah? Exercise the gift. Exercise, 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 exercise. It's not down to you to be, make you become the super prophet. He gave you everything already. You have the gift. Yeah, you can hear him, and he showed it to all of us already. <clears throat> but again, just simply the confidence in that you know because you've just walked in. You, it'll, it'll make it a lot easier stepping into it. And again let 's not use the word confidence anymore, but now faith when you grow in that in different areas in your faith, you just stepping out in things will be a lot easier because you 've just exercised and it just becomes it really becomes not even second nature that is your nature just to prophesy to give away this is what I hear from God doesn 't have to be a big thing but it can it just Exercise. That's why I said like, you have permission from now on to just to stick a phone in each other's face and say, please give me a word. And uh, you don't have permission to be offended. And you don't have permission to say no. Um, but really, I'm, I'm being that extreme because there's a very small chance that you guys are actually doing this. And if you're doing it, you don't need, you're probably going to do it once or twice over the next five months. But I want you guys to just be a bit obnoxious with it. Push each other. Exercise. Just Whenever, just, hey, I have a w- tomorrow morning in worship. Just go up to somebody. make his, Choose already. Holy Spirit, remind me tomorrow to go up to somebody and give them a word in worship. Yeah? Now. Right? So, Holy Spirit heard it, and he's going to make you do that tomorrow. But it's, it's an exercise. Just a, I just want to be comfortable in that gifting. <clears throat> and the last one is that, what I talked about before. Hang out with prophetic people impartation through association sounds very big hang out with prophetic people it'll rub off yeah hug sharon and you'll smell like sharon it's as simple as that it's that you'll meet alan and he's one of my heroes and just you hang out with him and there's something inside that's oh yeah you hang out with sharon you hang out with andy and you think I think I need to be a bit more childlike. I say, woohoo, this is great. Let's laugh at this. You know, it's, I would never say this myself. I hang out with Andy. I'm like, yes, this is a great idea. It's, it is that, just impartation through association. There's, there really is. I, I don't understand the anointing from a theological point because the Bible says very little about the anointing. It says a lot about the anointed one. Not very much about the anointing. I once asked Holy Spirit, "So, what is the anointing?" Ask him any questions, actually. Just wondering whether we should record this or not, because I am—I um, did ask. I'll tell you the story another day. Remind me if I forget about Holy Spirit's name. Um, but I asked him, "I don't understand the anointing," because people talk about, "Oh, can you feel the anointing?" Oh, there was just you know, the anointing. There's a heavy anointing on him. Like, can't find anything about how heavy the anointing is on Paul or Barnabas or peter they are just they were just talking about the anointed one, and once about you don't need any teachers, the anointing will teach you boom, that's it, and i I'm, I'm out of job right now apparently and so what is it and Holy Spirit said to me it's it's snail slime <laughs> it's really weird <laughs> and uh and the way he described it is like, wherever the snail slime... Because it's like this residue. Some, again, like what... Coming back to Paul, you know, having handkerchiefs that are anointed. And somehow there's power that got transferred into matter. That then from that matter did a supernatural thing in somebody else's body. How I have no idea the Bible doesn 't say anything how it just happened, and Holy Spirit just this is how he explained to me doesn 't that 's why it 's not a doctrine you know i 'm not writing a book about this, but this is just how it made sense to me like it 's like the the slime of a snail, like I am the snail, but i 'm surrounded with slime, yeah oh, well he said that, so God is the snail, and it, wherever God is you 'll find slime, but also sometimes. The snail is gone again, this is where it doesn't fit anymore because God's not gone, gone. But there's still a slime residue wherever you are. And there is just that, that thing of sometimes the handkerchief is just anointed. I don't know why. I I would have done it differently, but apparently he thinks it's a great idea. Um and so hang hang around with anointed people and you'll have some slime rub off on you as well. It's it is that, yeah. Hang around with people that walk in the prophetic. And be like, yes. That we you know when it comes to actually outreach, when it comes to faith to and the, or courage to talk to people, boldness, when it comes to faith, praying for people on the streets, seeing miracles, like, I think you've got that. Can I hang out with you? Can I buy you a cup of coffee? Because I just want to hang out with you. We don't even need, need to talk about outreach. I know just hanging out with you, that's going to be enough. I'm just, I'll walk away a bit more. Smelling like you. Whatever you have will rob off. Thank you for listening to the iDestiny podcast. For further information, check out www.idestiny.org.uk